Hey, I'm Taz. I'm Caroline. Welcome to the Life Resume. Hey, Caroline. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Taz. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited for the new year, I have to say. Me too. I'm sure I'm not alone in people being excited for 2021, but yeah, here we go. (laughs) Um, And so question for you. Yes. Um, What's one of your 2021 goals? Really good question. So um, I, I always, I know some people are like not really into goals and some people are, and I always take the opportunity in January to really just do a reflective exercise and think ahead of like, what do I want? So just trying to provide some intention in my life. And to be honest, sometimes I do that in the fall too, like around back to school. Right. It's like, it's like this ingrained renewal time. Completely. (laughs) Like a reset, refocus, like new start. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it comes with buying new stationery. I can't help it. I just love stationery. (laughs) I mean, there's no, you can buy new stationery all the time. You can, you can, but like all of those times are just good excuses. So I think for 2021, one of the things that I want to be a little more intentional about is, is finding uh, something to focus on each month. And I think that sometimes it's, a simple thing, um, but, and it doesn't have to be complicated, but just something that I can either add to my life or maybe take away, to be honest. Um, You know, for example, uh, I used to use the commute time in the car to listen to audiobooks Mm, and listen to podcasts, right? right? And so Mm -hmm. now I don't have that as much as I did before. And in lots of ways, that's a blessing. I am so grateful to not be in the car as much. But I miss that time of just mm-hmm. being able to, you know, listen to other things. So I, one of my months, I think will be just trying to, I'll, I'll get more specific with it each month, but I think yeah. like just trying a little bit, you know, how can I add it into my day? And I feel like it's a little bit like that habit stacking where it's like, can mm-hmm. I add 10 minutes this day or this week? Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really, I haven't quite figured out all 12 things yet, but I'm really excited to just have a little bit of a list to start with and then see what comes up throughout the year. I think it's a new way, a, a great way to like feel refreshed and renewed. That's awesome. And I love it because every month there'll be something new for you. And I'm excited to to hear about them. And I'm excited to hear about your themes and what you come up with. Oh, thanks. Yeah. What about you? What are your goals for 2021? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a few. I also just really love this time of year to be able to reflect and to kind of set up the year. So I've been doing that over the last little while. Started, I sorted out my vision board this week. And Can we just quickly share your tip of how you did your vision board? Because I think people who may not have thought about this, I was always like, you and I both said, we don't get magazines anymore. Like, yeah. how are you going to do a vision board? So what did you do? So I just went onto Canva. So I used Canva and I just started with a template and then I just pulled out pictures from some of their pictures that they had. And then for some more specific pictures that, that I needed, I just Googled them. and then So brilliant. And so now I have a vision board. And so, yeah, it was a little bit interesting to that whole process because I'm used to using a magazine and flipping through and really like when a picture sticks out, um, putting it on my vision board. And so I did find that this, I, was, I had to be a lot more intentional with what 
those images were going to be because it wasn't just a, oh, I saw that and yeah, I want that on it. It was more, I need to seek out what these visions are. So um, this I think that's that so cool. Process, it, it was different. So cool. And for anyone who may not know what Canva is, canva.com, mm. go look it up. Um, it's, it's essentially like a designing tool for someone who doesn't have design experience. You can find all sorts of free images. Some are paid images, but you can find free images. You can change fonts to mm. sort of design work. Um, and it's, it's a really useful tool, especially in the line of work that we are in. But, um, yeah. but even just for playing around and having mm. some fun and doing Instagram posts and things <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So going back to goals, I think, um, I'm calling it 21 FFTs in 2021. So I love it. If you don't know what an FFT is, look up Renee Brown's FFTs, but essentially it's about doing things for the first time. And I'm sure people can imagine the first word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and in the times of the pandemic and um, of being at home, um, it's just a way to make sure that I'm still doing new things and then I'm trying new things and then I'm incorporating new um in the past a lot of my my new adventures and my new ways of doing things or figuring things out was through travel and I don't have that right now yeah. and so I want to make sure that I'm still I'm still intentional about adding new and so that could be a walk in the park that I have never been to before learning a new skill or taking a class but just making sure that I am doing new things. So 21 new things in 2021. Oh, I can't wait to see what you end up doing. That is really cool. Are you going to create like a list of some kind of what you accomplish? Yeah. So I have it, I've got it in like where I'm tracking my goals. I have um, one page set out for the 21. So, so far I have two things in there. I tried, axe throwing. I tried axe throwing this past week. That's oh my good. gosh. <laughs> I was not, let's just say I'm not going to quit my day job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but you've tried it. That's so fun. Good exactly. for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, should we get on with the guest on our show for the first episode of 2021? Yes. Yes, we should. We've got uh, Cindy Medina Carson. Cindy is just one of these women who is just inspiring and very intentional with her life and her time. And she has done so much. She has a really interesting background that she talks about a little bit, just um, having a large family and uh, just how that kind of shaped her thinking. Um, and I thought that was really an interesting perspective to have too. I think what's really exciting too is that she talks about creating cheeky monkeys and mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell our listeners what that is, but you'll want to hear about that. I think that was such a cool thing that she did. So hearing her perspective on things is really, really fun. You know, she's gone through periods where she's felt like she hasn't really had confidence in how she's gotten through that and what she's done to counter that and, um, and how she's really intentional with her time and her energy and what she, what she puts her efforts towards. And and then more recently, some of the learnings around the social justice pieces and mm -hmm. just the pandemic yeah. and about self-care and taking care of yourself and 
learning to say no and setting boundaries. Um, just a really powerful uh, conversation. And just as we move into the new year and we're thinking about our intentions, I think this is a great conversation to get us started. I totally agree. And I'm, I'm excited uh, for our listeners to hear our conversation with Cindy. Hi, thank you for having me, Taz. All right. So Cindy, I'm so excited to have, I think our conversation is going to fly by. I already know it. Um, so one of the questions we love to start with to get to know our guests is the question about um, what you would sort of describe as your life resume. So instead of sort of putting together a career resume and highlights of what you've accomplished, um, you know, it's sort of turning, turning the question around and saying, looking at your life as a whole and sort of who you are today, what are some of the things that you would highlight for us as we get to know you? You know, I actually, this, I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, and it's coming almost kind of interesting to a head during this pandemic, during this time. Um, because if I could, if we had to leave this world, because we all will have to do, can I look back and say, I did it, I did it my way, I did it right. Or I, what can I say? And so when I think about that, and I've been thinking about that a lot, I, my thought is, if I had to leave today, I have helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women be better and stronger. And my goal while I'm still alive is to make more, not just better and stronger, but better and stronger than me. Like I want them, I want to look up to the people I've helped because, you know, like I would love, <laughs> I would love to have people who, you know, in my life who can make me even better. But my hope is that I've done that enough so that that has spread more to more people. Oh my gosh, what a way to start. So let's, let's uncover a little bit more about that. How, how are you helping people today? And how did you get to the point of um, like sort of the inspiration of wanting to help people? What motivated mm -hmm. you? And then like to eventually take action on helping people. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that? So I, let me, to put it in context of where I, where this comes from, um, I am one of I have, I have 29 aunts and uncles, right? So that means my mom is one of 14. My dad is one of 15. And, you, you know, that's a funny, interesting thing because that means I have, like, truly over 100 first cousins. I mean, somewhere between 80 and 100, it stopped. So there was a lot, a lot of love. Yes, sir? I'm curious, what's your background? Oh, like? Puerto Rican. So my family's from Puerto Rico, uh, both of my parents. And we do the gene genealogy and we did all the – and it really is 50% like European, 25% from the West African influence and slaves that came to the Caribbean and then 25 indigenous to Arawak, indigenous people of uh, the Caribbean. And my dad and my mom have the same exact makeup, which I find interesting. They literally have the same makeup, so in terms of the divisions of how, and, but I think a lot of the people in Puerto Rico have that same. Anyway, big, big family, right? Um, I say that because navigating this world with a wonderful, wonderful family, but first generation was hard. Um, I just realized there was never, there was no information. There was love and food and that was kind of it. Right. What else uh, do you need? <laughs> yeah. Well, which is great. And then you look around and you realize, well, if you want more in the United States and you want to do more love, it's a great basis, but there was zero direction because no one there, everyone, people were subsistence more living and just kind of getting through and happiness, but getting through. And so I also watched, and this is all, I'll get to where I am, but I also watched a lot of women in my family accept where they were as part of what they had to do. So if you were a mom, that was what you were. And if there was never thought or opportunity of bigger, uh, again, 
in addition to just be assistance living in addition to not having anyone have gone to college <laughs> like you know so so looking around for what i was supposed to do was always very hard for me um so, but i had so i had to figure it out on my own constantly like how do i get into a college how do i write an essay how do i find people to help me how do i find that first job how do i find the things but always so alone that i never thought that that was weird i thought we all navigated the world alone fast forward i'm looking around all these women are graduating i have all these cousins and i'm realizing that they will all have the same trajectory unless I step in. Like they will do the same. They will just stay exactly where they are. And, but then I kept finding that it almost like it didn't matter what age or education level, wherever I follow, wherever I moved around the world, wherever I visited, it was a kind of the same thing, which is very much dumbfounded me. Like now they have, I've seen people who have more money, more education, but they still don't know how to navigate and get bigger and better. There's still lack of confidence. And I just, I found that so fascinating. I found millionaires and people who own businesses, and people who did whatever, and they still had that lack of confidence, that lack of vision, like, what am I supposed to do? Or just really felt stymied by whatever's happening. So it was very interesting. I thought it was an economic social, but it becomes much more of a social. It's, it's like an ingrained how we raise women. So that is how I started. Like, I just had always done this to help. But then I got to a point where I, I just was like, I can't. I have to do my own. I, I, I actually decided that one of the things I hadn't done is decide to be my own boss. I've always done this for the people. And I was like, can I, am I at that place where I actually am just going to start my own thing? Um, and I think it takes a long time for women to get there unless someone tells you, you could do it earlier. So how did you have the courage to start your own thing? Well, actually I'm married to someone wonderful who just, but he's also a white guy who doesn't understand why would you, wouldn't you? Like, well, why wouldn't you? Like, he doesn't understand that there are barriers or things in front of me, which is really wonderful and refreshing, but terrifying for me. Because he's like, what? It's your thing. What's wrong? Why don't you just, and that, which is true, which is why I say it to all people, but I didn't have that. So it's interesting that my mentor in a way is just a big old straight old white guy who could, who just did, who's just saw the, it's a very black and white. You just go do stuff, right? Without any of the stuff we put on ourselves. That's amazing. So what did you, um, yeah. so what then, did I do? <laughs> yeah. so you got the courage and like, and then so, what did you do with it? Well, bunch of things happened of course before that part of it is losing my you know i lost jobs to a recession i lost uh at 9 11 i had to change what i was going to do at 2008 there was a recession i lost my job so it's you know part of all of this is like at some point can you just do your own thing you like following what everyone wants from you is just going to get you only so far it's not going to get you to do sorry so at some point when I lost and I was, it was, you know, I think it's 2009, 2010, I had one son, one of the other one on the way. And I was feeling like a total loser because I feel like I had all these things I'd done all well in my life. But I'm at the point where I didn't know what I was going to do next. Um, I had to start over. And this time I was like, I'm just going to do something that really only speaks to me. And that was terrifying because I had to figure out what that was. But I did it. This is very weird. I was like, I'm going to, I didn't know that that was, I just knew that I had no confidence. I had, oh, I had a picture of a coat. I had drawn a picture coat that I loved. I saw this video and we were watching this movie and it was bright blue with red trim. It was like a 70s mom looking coat. And I was like, and I drew it out and I had that for about four or five years. I had it in my pocket. I just never did anything with it. And I was like, this is the only thing I have that I know I've always wanted to do. So I got the coat made. I found a tailor. We were in San Francisco at the time. We got all the, the cloth, the things, you know, and we picked it out and I made it. I made it. I was like, okay, now what do I do? So I sat with a coat for like three weeks and I didn't do anything with it. I left it in my closet. 
And my husband's like, uh, you should kind of wear your coat. You should kind of do something with this coat. I was like, for some reason, it meant so much to me. And I don't, you know, it was like the genesis of like, like something. It was just called to me to do something with my hands, make on my own, you know, just me, I, from me, from my heart. And I walked outside and I remember I walked to the cold, I put it on and I went to the corner and I looked around. And I was like, and I, I didn't know what I expected was going to happen, but a girl, she was like 11 or 12, or she's probably 11. She was very spunky, maybe 10, 11. She drove on her bike. She came up to next to me and she says, cool coat lady and leaves, right? I, I like cried. I was like, <gasps> like, I just felt seen. <laughs> I, was, I don't know why. So that was a start. And I ended up making a dozen and two dozen in different colors. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where I realized I could do anything I wanted to, which like until you do something like that, you know, you don't know what that looks like. And I know this is very simple, but from that basis, I started helping uh, entrepreneurial women, right? Started teaching. I was in the Peace Corps. I taught women how to start their own businesses, micro lending, $100 loans. So I had it in me to always do these things. So I started helping and um, just like being like a little thought leader for groups who are starting off businesses. Um, and I had just done something on my own for I felt maybe empowered to do that. Right? But that was the start of working with small startups and companies. Uh, and then I started reaching out to people in my network who kept saying to me, hey, um, I totally could have used your skills last week. We totally bombed. We keep hiring these people. We don't know what we're doing. And I said, okay, next time you have someone to hire, um, I'm going to do it for you for free. And if I do well, you're going to pay me after that. And that's literally how I started recruiting. But it was a weird, I mean, I talk about the coat because I felt like I needed something that was my own to start. Um, and then launching the path for, you know, many years into the recruiting and talent and building space, creating a network, a separate network uh, for women, because I felt like that wasn't enough. I needed to do the service piece because I always have to do service, even no matter what I'm doing uh, and create a network of women. I called Chicken Monkey Club. I had this career like, um, and then eventually starting Wager, which is a company I do now. So long story short there. Can you tell us more about Chicky Monkey? I can, because it's actually very interesting. Another base thing that you, I grew from. Um, so now I'm working and I have this new kind of career, right? First half was international affairs in my life. Then it's this uh, talent. And, but I knew that there was something kind of missing. I need something more. I'm service oriented, like gathering people in the name of happiness is kind of what I love to do. Um, so I remember finding, inviting over seven, eight women to my house. And there was a little bit of agenda, like a little bit organized because when people don't know each other, they just want a little bit of kind of something, not too much, just enough for fun. A little bit of alcohol, a little bit of stuff. And we had some weird fun crafts. We had, it was laughing, it was silliness, um, but it was good. And then they, you know, I was asked when, when are we going to do it again? And I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm going to do this again. Um, but again, a little more organized, just a little structure, just not just enough to get people together to talk, feel comfortable and then on their own. But the key, and, I've always, and I, in my emails, when I used to invite people, um, you could always invite one friend, but it has to be the friend that you want everyone to meet. Um, you know, like bring that friend that you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to meet my friend. And anytime someone says that, that person is great. So it was just like a connection of great people inviting great people. And the thread, because sometimes people would say, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't have like, I'm not the, you know, a person who has this high job or I'm not, and I never, I was like, I, and I have people who are FBI or I have friends who are government and nonprofits. I'm like, if you, if you're a person who shines and people want to be around you or people want to listen to you or just have conviction of something, that's all I need. That's all I need. You can be the shyest, quietest person, but you have some strength. When we gathered, it's like 40 women in my house. 
Um, and we've done really wonderful, like I expect, and this is the other thing because a lot of people are moms or people are people who have the key, key part for me and cheeky monkey. And I call it cheeky monkey because I want to be like a little bit badass, a little bit something. Um, the key about cheeky monkey is I want you to show up without having, you could just not have to worry about buying the wine, not have to, you just show up. And you just show up dressed or undressed, you know, not undressed, but wait, um, uh, <laughs> however you want. Yeah. But I think it was really important because every, I have, I ha, I remember one person saying this felt like the church I didn't know I needed because it was just women in the name of other women and all about just giving. Cause if like, if I, I gave to you, I gave you a space to be great and happy and relaxed, then you, it's easier for you to be great and happy and relaxed to other people and provide. And it just kind of, that's what it felt like. And every time people we connect, uh, people leave, they're like, I feel privileged to have come today. Like, or this one must, it feels the most special one I've ever been. But everyone says it each time. And it's a different group of people each time, depending on schedule. Anyway, so that's Cheeky Monkey. I've, oh, I've, it just sounds so amazing. You had me at crafts. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I can get a little crafty myself. So I just love it. Um, so then how so you said it's grown so much like did you continue to provide sort of a structured agenda and what did yeah that look like yeah just so highlight people so and one thing i learned especially from over time that i i over what's the word over subscribe i do too much i say yes too much i don't have my boundaries this isn't i think i've always worked on so i try to do this one uh, and i'm gonna let other people do it in their houses all right because i, I was like that's how and then other people can be leaders and other people can set the agenda and other people can do a, a thing that's theirs. Like, you know, I have the kind pan general and people can do the specifics. Um, so the structure though has been great is I have three, usually three speakers on a topic. Like one can be like entrepreneurs at different levels. Like I just have a thought I'm in the middle of it and I've succeeded. Or the other three people would be like at the worst, like in your life when you've had hit bottom, what, what does getting through that look like? And so I had three people who I knew had had different experiences, some stronger than others. Some was, you know, I lost you know, jobs and boyfriend. One is, you know, a big divorce. And one is, you know, I lost all that. But like giving the lessons of that is very important. So people, again, don't feel like you have to be perfect. Like the sausage is hard. Making all this stuff is hard. And sometimes you just see the, all, the end product and you're like, well, I don't, shouldn't go to Cheeky Monkey because, you know, I'm not, like maybe I'm not a success or whatever. But then you have all these people give really like heartfelt what their journey and it allows everyone else to be vulnerable and be like, okay, maybe I can do it. So during this time of the pandemic where I would imagine that people really need that connection and really need that support, but being able to have gatherings is limited or like not an option. Right. Have you been able to continue that or have you, did yeah. you have to adapt it? What does that look like? Uh, so when this all happened in March and the fact that we we're in Brooklyn, the fact that there were, you know, or 30,000 deaths in, um, I knew a lot of people who, uh, friends of family members of friends of mine, especially in the black community who had passed away. Um, and then we were away for two months and we came back June, the weekend of the protest starting. Uh, I got pictures of someone sending pictures at the corner of my house saying, don't worry, your house is fine. I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, and it was a cup car that was on fire and all the, and we're, this is, we're coming back into this, right? And we thought at least the pandemic, the hard part, we're going to come back in, even if it's hard, we're going to be here. We're citizens of, you know, this place, then that. So I say all that because people were reaching out to me saying, so can we, you know, do a cheeky monkey? Can we do something online? Can we? And I didn't have it for people and I couldn't even fake it. 
Um, and I'm a person who can get through and then, and I'm like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Of course I could do that. But it, I was honest. I was honest to myself, which is really hard and being like, I can't, I don't have it. And I'm actually not even responding to these emails, um, until I'm ready to respond. Cause I had spent because with my company wager and I do a lot of one-on-ones and salary negotiations and career stuff, I just decided to vote my time to black women. Like I could help white women. I could help men, men. I have all these but for, I just, all I could do for my sanity is to focus on a group that needed me the most. And I had to block out everything else. So, and, you know, and it was a very weird time. And, but I did felt like I kind of got to a different level and I started responding to emails again. Um, and we held one. We held a really fun uh, four-parter, Cheeky Monkey, where it was online for one hour. And I was like, okay, I'm getting too much of career, of health, of entrepreneur all these people need so i was like i'm gonna do one space for one hour and block and do in three parts i'm gonna say ask me any ask me anything we'll find some experts give questions about entrepreneurship that you might be having questions about career are you stuck all these different things happening and then questions about health um and what was wonderful is we had Wonderful, just basic, like, this is how you maybe manage, you know, if you're doing a small group or whatever you're doing, these are, and we had some experts talk to answer some of these questions. Next um, section was just daily, like, how do I manage in the time of COVID in teams? If I have teams or I'm crazy, am I crazy? Are these people crazy? And I can't even show up for work. And then the last one was health. And right before the health one, I had um, a friend of mine who's a yoga master come in, give a little meditation session. And then we talked about the health piece and people were like, it kind of brought it all in, chilled people out and gave them stuff. So it was the way I was like, I'm going to talk to everyone. And then this is my organizational tool and one hour Zoom and that's all I had. So that's what I did. That's incredible. Are you running any more Cheeky Monkeys? How does, um, how, how does it look? We've had, so we had an outdoor one and then that. Those are the two things we've done this year, which is a lot. Um, I don't know. And I think I'm in definitely in a moment where I'm taking all that I've done and realizing that I can only put myself out into limited spaces because when I go all out, I go all out. And that is something I'm trying to learn about myself, no matter what. I'm in my 40s. I'm still like, how to, what, so what's the most effective ROI where I can do all that I'm doing without killing myself, without feeling exhausted and know that I have a family to take care of. So yeah, I mean, I've been really thinking a lot about, do I do that? How do I do, do we just do it virtually from now on? until there's space. Do we, um, I don't know. You know, I truly don't. I know that I have to figure out a better way for me to do all that I want to do without, um, be, with waking up with a smile on my face still. I think that's a huge lesson and that's a huge question to ask and like, good for you for, for taking a step back and pondering that. Yeah. You know, we are, we're built, it's odd, odd. We're like almost built to take no risk, but we also take everything on, you know, like, uh, and I just, it's a very odd way sometimes that women are raised um, to, to be terrified of risk and just, you know, do the right thing and be the source and rock. Um, but then if you're the source and rock, like, do people step on that a lot? <laughs> um, you know, you become a mat of a, a good platform for people to go forward. But what does that mean for you too? So there's a, you know, and I'm, and I think I'm definitely in that. I, it's up and down, you know. So I give a lot and I give to myself. I give a lot. I'm definitely seeing a phase where is there a way to meld all that I do and give a lot? Like my company wager and all the help I do with individuals and the work, my workshop with companies and all that I do 
but in a way that now I think it's about oddly me <laughs> as if, you know, I don't know. It's a very odd thing. What are some of the things that uh, bring you energy? Mm. Everything I do does, or I wouldn't do it. So I genuinely love, I love putting a bunch of people together and everyone being like, yay, happy. Um, I love getting off the phone knowing that I've transcended, you know, I've done the work they need to do with people. Um, I personally, then this is probably part of why I am sad. Every summer I usually go away to Latin American country, a Spanish speaking country. Um, I, it's my touchstone because sometimes we become, if you're in the United States and there's a lot of intensity and craziness and not a good life balance, work life balance, and you think the way people live and work is normal. And then you step away, you go to a more a country where they care about a little more family or just more chill time, or it's okay to take a nap or all this. And then you laugh and you do all this and then you're energized. And I do that every year. I set up my life so that once a summer we're gone to like, gone to Bolivia, we've gone to Mexico, Puerto Rico, Spain. And for my kids, I need them to know that the world is big and that what you see is not always, is not the way it has to be. I probably am because we didn't do it last summer. I'm probably a little like Ameri like type A American, you know, like uh, uh, exhausted from all that the, the, the stuff. And I haven't had downtime. So as I think through what I'm going to be doing next, um, yeah, I have to pick, I'm putting all this, you know, it's an interesting time to talk to you guys because I'm literally in an explosive mental mode of what I'm about to do. That's different oh. and good. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Cause on this podcast, we have talked about, um, with, with a lot of different people, actually just the importance of sometimes taking a pause and, 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 or it can look like a lot of different things, but it's different for everyone. And just how important that is sometimes for us to figure out what's next or how to take the next steps. I'd love to know with your, uh, ability and skill of bringing so many people together, is there anything that you've seen after bringing all these women together or even the work that you do with individuals, um, for people who may not have taken that big step of like creating something like Cheeky Monkey, mm -hmm. um, what, uh, what sort of, uh, words of advice or, or maybe something that you've noticed out there that might be either confidence inspiring or, or, um, helpful for, uh, people who might be listening to this podcast to think about. Yep. So when people get stuck, which happens a lot, right. And that's when, so if you verbalize, you know, I'm a little stuck. The minute you do that, people want to help you. Right. And people give you advice and stuff. But I would say, so that's good because it gives you mental happiness and people will be there and you realize a support system. But I truly, truly, when I say do, I mean, find that thing that people say, wow, you're so amazing at that. Or gosh, we, well, you know, like, wow, you know, I do, could do crafts all day. Oh, you could do crafts all day. Hmm. You know, have you thought of something simple where, you know, you could do a simple Zoom, teach three people one time. Don't make a thing. And this is the other thing. Do something small that you love you just want to share, build on that a little bit and see, is it this that I'm looking for? Add a little more, be 20 people, try and charge. I hate charging. So I don't want that. You know, and I'm so start marching toward the bigger and then you will create something. Um, and I think what happens is the other thing though is do something like that small you're building with zero expectation. And I think sometimes a lot of us is like, Oh, so I like to crash. So I'm going to do an Etsy store and do seven. And I'm like, Whoa, how about, it was maybe it was my coat wasn't I was gonna do a coat. I tried, but I realized I needed to build and make was what I might probably where my mind was. But it was my expression of that. So find what's a simple expression, do something small, build a little, share a little, do a little, 
infrastructure around it, make a little thing, and then put it away, never do it again. And if it brings you joy, add to it. That's what I would do. That's amazing. So before we go, if anyone who's listening to this podcast, they want to find more, uh, find out more about you or, or search you out, where's the best place that they can um, sort of get in touch with you and everything that you're doing? Okay, cool. So um, you can email me, Cynthia at wewager.co. You can, I have a website, www.wewager.co. Um, LinkedIn, Cynthia Medina Carson. And I, we do have Instagram, but you can also find me my personal Instagram because I don't, my life and private and public are not really different. Like everything I say to you, I would say to someone and the way I would work, I would, you know, it's not, I'm actually not that different across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. <laughs> Love it. This has been yeah. so great. Thank you so much, Cynthia. We really appreciate your time. Thank Wonderful you. Bye guys. Bye.